All the stories have been told Of kings in days of old But there's no England now All the wars that were won and lost hey. Somehow don't seem to matter very much anymore Hey Good to have you here on a Tuesday night. We got a lot to do in a very short amount of time. It is about uh, 6.56 p.m. over here on the East Coast in New York. And wherever you are, it's it's just the right time. You're always listening right at the right time. So what we're going to be doing tonight is I wanted to do a, uh, a a little bit of a call-in show, but I've got one call scheduled for, live from the streets of New York in a little while from now. Our good buddy Leroy, Leroy Press, from Viral NYC News on Twitter and elsewhere. He's going to be calling in. He's always on the scene. Civilian, citizen journalist. Man is always on the move, and he was in the middle of it today. We're going to talk to him about what he saw down in Manhattan uh, at the scene of the the uh, Trump arraignment, and we have a lot of different things going on with that. And hopefully, we have some time for some calls. But you know what? Uh, if if all else fails, then we can do a little bit more of that tomorrow. I have Chris Ann Hall coming on tomorrow night for the Wednesday, and uh, we'll be talking about precedent and legality and all this other stuff and we'll have a good time in the first half of tomorrow's show and the second half will be your calls and who knows what we do on Thursday and Friday but it'll uh, it, it'll it'll all shake out because it usually does so welcome 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 I would love to thank all my sponsors again on the affiliates page on quite frankly TV headed off by blue monster prep.com go out and get it just, just do it. You have to do a little bit of food. Just, just do it. Uh, get some of those life straws. Whatever you have to do, little things here and there. Also, go and uh, and and also set a little bit of money aside for some, I would say, some gold and some silver with our buddies over there at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver, who Tony just got in touch with me, by the way, just earlier on, a little while ago, and said, Frank, I've got gold backs now. I can source all states as well, not just Nevada. They, they can go anywhere. I think Utah is where it first started. We will start including them in Wolfpack next week as well. Appreciate your patience, sir. So for anybody who wanted to find a very affordable way of starting to, because I know there's a lot of people in the audience that, that stack uh, precious metals, and silver is the most versatile thing that you can get if you are not a... Uh, you know, really rolling in it because gold is very expensive. Well, goldbacks are very inexpensive ways of starting yourself down a journey with with bits of gold that actually make it tenable for everyday purchases and bartering and and, uh, and so go inquire about those whenever you call up Tony next. All right, with that all out of the way, now we jump into our grab bag because we've got stuff to do and places to be. First one up over here should not surprise you while the what's left of the American spirit, I was going to say republic, but that's been gone a long, long time ago. What's left of the American spirit is being pissed on in my home state of New York. 
while other states just wait until we're done over here. This is what we got today from the White House for immediate release. Department of Defense has let everybody know that we are sending another two and a half billion dollars to Ukraine. Today, the Department of Defense announced a critical new security assistance for Ukraine. This includes the authorization of a presidential drawdown of security assistance with more ammunition for U.S. provided HIMARS, air defense interceptors and artillery rounds that Ukraine is using to defend itself as well as anti-armor systems, small arms, heavy equipment, transport vehicles and maintenance support essential to strengthening Ukraine's defenders on the battlefield valued at up to 500 million. So that's on top of the 2.1 billion. It's just, um, it's incredible. It's incredible. Just incredible. That's all, that's all you, you and I. That's all you and I. I saw the National Weather Service the other day tweet something about transgender shit. And I, um, I, I gotta say, I, it makes me want to throw up that even one penny of anything that I earn over the course of a year goes to a flaming pile of shit like the National Weather Service. Or Ukraine, by the way. And I know that many of you feel the same way. Even one penny, you say, oh, well, you know, your tax is really, there's a drop in the bucket. I don't care. I want my drop back. I can do a lot with my drop. So can everybody else. We can do a lot with our individual drops. That's the whole thing about us. We don't need much to be happy. But you're running a global business that is based on death, destruction, and coercion. And I just want to opt out of it. I want to opt out of it. I wish I wish we could. I wish we could. But I sent my checks off to the IRS and to Albany today. And uh, there you have it. Go ahead. Keep the bombs flowing. Now, here's a little another thing that is tied to the last thing. <laughs> it's from Yahoo. Putin. Putin officer defects. Putin had a defector. Didn't you know that? He says that he's paranoid. The president lives in a bunker and is terrified of COVID. That's right. They say that that, uh, Putin is not sane. Protection officer for Vladimir Putin has defected and labeled the Russian president as paranoid war criminal. How convenient. So I don't know... um, Whenever I see stuff like this, I never I never think twice about whether or not Putin is sick or incapacitated. I'm just wondering how far along are we from whenever they're planning on blaming on Putin or what 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 is going to be the setup to actually bring us to blows so that Putin's insanity and his loss of confidence can be blamed for why we we have now gone to full-blown kinetic warfare in Europe and elsewhere because it wouldn't be contained. Um, so that's the only reason why I keep keep note of things like this because uh, not because I think the diagnosis is in any way, shape, or form true. This also happened, this was, I guess, on TimCast last night. You got to listen to this. Charlie Kirk, you know, I, I've, I've watched him debate people and, you know, on college campuses and stuff like that from time to time, and he does his thing and... and I don't really have a, an opinion about him one way or another. I think his his head is physically just gigantic. 
And I got made fun of for having a, a big head all throughout middle school. I grew into my head. You know, so I, I have a thing for picking up on people's head size because I was so traumatized by it. So, holy shit, his head is enormous. Or maybe it's just that his face is so small. Anyway, I've got a long face. See, I'm not just, I've got some, I've got my own issues. But I'm just saying, he was on TimCast and the hoops, the, the gymnastics here about 2024 and how Trump can win is almost starting to sound like Bernie Sanders, how Bernie, okay, well, here's all the ways that Bernie can still win. You remember we were, we were getting that into 2016 during the, the Democrat primaries and all that stuff before Bernie realized that he was being shafted by Hillary while she was committing crimes that far, far outweigh anything that the diabetic Alvin Bragg is putting together for Trump right now. But I listened to this. Take it. Take it here. Take a gander of this uh, game plan. This is not to say that I I don't believe that Trump would be able to destroy anybody on the campaign trail for a third election cycle in a row. But listen to Charlie Kirk about uh, about a pathway to victory in 2024. Every 10 years, we do a census as mandated by the Constitution. Most people don't know this, but the map has slightly changed in Trump and the Republican favor for the first time for 2024. So the maps are good for three cycles, and then you redo them. Good for three cycles. Actually, two cycles, redo them. Well, wait, what do you mean? Right, right here it's saying... Let, let me show you. Okay, so let's, make, let's, let's assume Texas goes red. Is that fair enough to say? Oh, okay. easily. And Florida. Yep. Okay, let's assume Pennsylvania goes blue, please. And oh, then nice. New Hampshire goes blue. Just giving away Pennsylvania now, which I guess you, you must... And then oh, wow. all of Maine goes blue. Really? Yeah. Let yeah, me show you. Michigan goes blue. blue. I know what I'm doing here. <laughs> so, and Minnesota goes blue. And Minnesota goes blue. And then blue. Nevada goes blue. And Nevada goes blue. Iowa goes red. Iowa goes red. And Ohio blue. goes red. And Ohio goes red. And North red. Carolina goes red. And that's the, okay. So what you have right here is why they fear Trump. Yeah. Why they fear and, and what is left unaccounted for? Georgia, Wisconsin, and Arizona. Three states with some of the most shady election day and election week, election month operations that have gone completely unchanged. Completely. I know Wisconsin had a little bit moving and shaking going on over there, but I mean, Arizona, what they just did to Carrie Lake when she never had anything less than a five or six point lead over the Hobbs woman and her, uh, her gaggle of crazies. And then Georgia. So listen to this, this pathway to citizenship or, 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 uh, or victory. Trump has to do is win Arizona, Georgia, and Wisconsin, and he's the president of the United States. Three states he won in 2016, three states that receive Zuckerberg money, three states that have elected statewide Republicans, and three states that have more, Repu well, two states that have more Republicans registered than Democrats in Georgia and Arizona, and one state that's 50-50. So if he wins all of that, then he gets a 271. 271 right across by one electoral college vote. Man, now, now that's, that's assuming that Maine finally is con completely consumed, and I, I, I don't know. Oh, man, that's just, that seems like a really awful reach. Really awful reach right there. It's the, I mean, nothing's been solved with those states. Nothing. Or, or not, not a lot. That I, I think uh, Wisconsin has had a little bit more going on over there than the other two. But you need all three. So, I mean, I don't know. 
I, this is why I don't get into this anymore and uh, just let it be what it is and and we, we've got to be a little bit more practical about where we put all of our our minds and all of our concentration because this is if that is how slim the margins are getting right now slim the margins we can get inside of our minds with all things being equal and no 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 chicanery going on because i know most people said no what we have to do is we have to ballot harvest just as much it's like, okay well then it, it is a, a just a giant food fight giant food fight so i'm glad i'm not crunching numbers like that all night i really i'm so happy i'm not doing that that would drive me nuts all right, let's start this one off. I don't want to spend any more time on the grab bag because I want to do a, a couple of things before Leroy shows up. Don't go anywhere. We have a wonderful exclusive live from the streets of Manhattan in just a little bit. Well, don't go an inch. One ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Hey, there's something happening here. There's a lot of things happening. What it is ain't exactly. Oh, I I I, I failed to mention that Finland has been uh, has been accepted into NATO, which is pretty much like getting a membership into AAA these days. You can call up NATO if you had a flat tire on the highway. Did you know that? Anybody can be in there, including Russia. As soon as they find a way to put in a a DC puppet into into Moscow if they're actually able to do that then Russia itself will be in NATO okay so we're gonna have Leroy jumping on with us in just a little bit I don't know how much to cover before he shows up but there has been plenty that was going on in the streets uh, supporters and detractors of Donald Trump showing up and um, and then there was the unveiling of what was being was he's being charged with 34 34 felonies, well, upgraded misdemeanors. They've all been upgraded. We got this today, too. This is from Mediaite, so you know it's crazy. Or at least at this point, being reported on with glee. Judge warns Trump to his face to stop inciting violence or he could face a gag order. What the hell are you talking about? What is that everybody talking about? Stop in So it's, again... Everything has to connect. Everything has to connect. January 6th has to connect. It all has to connect for these people. They're all working together. 
Trump former uh, during former President Trump. They love saying they love saying it. Former President Donald Trump. They love saying it. They don't do that for anybody else. Not not with such glee. During former President Donald Trump's arraignment on Tuesday, in which he was charged with 34 felony counts related to falsifying business records for hush money payments, Judge Juan Merchan said he would not issue a gag order at this time, but warned Trump not to incite violence. You better not incite violence, you Trump. We know how you love inciting violence. Incredible how everything is just barbed. Then we got a little bit on the trial date. He pled not guilty. We had a dispute over a trial date, as ABC News reported here. Prosecutors were asking for a trial date of January 2024, which I was like, oh, uh, imagine that. They wanted to kick off the, uh, the election year with Trump essentially fighting for his life. Because I don't know if anybody did the math for you. It's been reported in a few places. But these 34 felonies, if they have a loony enough uh, jury, I know that there's an appeals process that could go afterwards, whatever. But depending, if he were to get, I mean, that was it. If they said guilty of all 34, you're talking about a maximum of 124 years. It'd be, it would be essentially two life sentences. So they're asking for a trial date of January 2024, which I said, imagine that. Well, you, well, you This couldn't be kicked up. Uh, I mean, the holidays here, it's something, you know, quick, quicker. But Trump's legal team actually called that timeline too aggressive. And they suggested spring of 2024 as an alternative. So Trump and his legal team actually wanted March, April, May of next year where you would, uh, you would imagine you'd be spending, uh, I, I guess you'd still be able to go out and campaign. It's just incredible what 2024 is going to shape up to be like. I, I mean, listen, we just started April 2023. I just can't believe that I'm still shocked by things. So, so far, the judge did not weigh in on that as far as trial dates go. Scowling Trump is booked, said the uh, Daily Mail. Fingerprinted, but no mugshot. There was no mugshot, so that's going to not be a thing, at least now. Who knows what they do down in Georgia or D.C. if they continue on with their tomfoolery. As he walks into the New York City courtroom in Stormy Daniels' hush money probe and uh, becomes first U.S. president to be indicted. It's just really so amazing. Amazing. <laughs> It's amazing. Um, we're going to get around to a little bit more of the the summary of what happened over there, and then I want to get to a lot of media clips. But um, but first, I I want to bring on I want to bring on Leroy, Mister Leroy Press, because a lot has gone down today. And usually, when it have when anything uh, of this significant happens in New York, where would he go? I just I just accepted him. Oh, there he is. Usually when things like this, uh, of this kind of importance, happens in New York, anything cultural, sociopolitical, anything, uh, our boy Leroy is usually right there. Viral and uh, viral news NYC. He's here with us right now, live from the streets. How you doing, Leroy? Hey, I appreciate it, brother. It's actually good actually seeing you in person. I know. Do you hear me? 
Is the is the sound okay? First of all, everything's fine because I think you're 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 standing still. But uh, even before when you were walking to location, it wasn't that bad. But I mean, but this has been a this has been a full day of work for you out there. You have been there through it all. Yeah, I've been there since about eight a.m. Uh, around nine or eight a.m. I had a little incident that happened uh, before there was <laughs> there was thousands of people here before. Uh, uh, there was tons of cops. Donald Trump showed up. Uh, it was an interesting time. It, it, it's history this way, Frank. It's history, and, and I'm happy I was being a part of it. And I'm happy I'm able to share. They can see the history also. Oh, uh, you have done a lot of cat- um, cataloging of, of what's going on out there. And when you say that you were in the middle of it, I mean, you were uh, this one clip, especially of you getting you getting roughed up by a, a what, what is this? A, a guy with a, a microphone boom. He is, um, tell us about this, because this clip, out of all the ones that you shared today, this one was really going viral. A lot of people picked it up. Benny Johnson, as I got over here, Jack Posobiec. So tell us what happened with you and this, uh, this, this other media personnel. So his name is David Ford. I found out his name. He is an, a CBS sound guy, right? He works for CBS as a sound guy. He has a very short fuse uh, from what you've seen. Uh, George Santos, Congressman George Santos was walking, and of course George Santos is a hot topic right now, and people were surrounding him, and the guy was next to me, and I get it, it was it was really scrunchy, you know, which we're used to it. The guy starts complaining that I'm in his way. I'm like, dude, I'm not in your way. Like, there's a million people here. You got to chill out a little bit. He starts elbowing me in the back to try to get me out of his way. And then I had a cup of coffee in my hand. You can see in the video. Yeah. Thank God I didn't spill my coffee. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it was a Starbucks coffee. But uh, <laughs> So it's overpriced. Then then. Yeah, overpriced. And then he started, like, trying to make me spill coffee on people. And I'm like, dude, can you stop? And that's when he lost his shit. He completely lost his shit. Now, what, as far as tension goes... Now, I actually saw your your earlier tweets where you actually took a picture of the coffee when you bought it. So when I saw the co- when I saw the coffee in your hand, I was like, yeah, I felt like I was watching a sitcom, and I, I knew the story behind the coffee too. <laughs> but 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 you know, as far as tension goes, obviously here's here's a, a point of tension between two members of the press. W- what was it like elsewhere? I saw a lot of confrontations that are uh, I don't know. All, of course, there's a big performance art aspect of all this stuff it's very odd at times it's nonsensical it's just uh infantile in its uh, showing of emotion but what have you seen the good the bad and the ugly well it's like a circus bro frank anytime these, these protests pop up you got all kinds of widows that show up you got people that are looking to start trouble you got antagonizers it was it wasn't that bad today believe it or not it wasn't as bad as what i'm compared to frank right mm. But people, of course, people are upset. People love Donald Trump, right? And, and people hate Donald Trump. It's like love and, and people hate. So you had both sides loving it and hating it at the same time. And there was just a lot of screaming, nothing really too crazy. I, I think the most craziest part of the, of, the, of the event that happened here was me getting thrown around by this six-foot-seven man that weighs almost 300 pounds. Dude, he was a wall. Dude, I, I thought I was, I was like, oh, fuck, here we, uh, oh, excuse me, I can't curse. Oh, uh, man, you can. this yeah, is, you can. Go ahead. you can curse? Yeah, you can. Go ahead. Oh, fuck, I'll say it again. <laughs> I said, I, that that was my, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's huge. And I'm like, this is not good. And I'm thinking, what should I do? What should I do? And then there's so many cameras there, you can't really do anything Yeah. without getting in trouble. 
Look, New York screwed up, bro. New York is screwed up. Look back, and my neck hurts right now from this stuff, right? Because the guy, the guy is a huge guy. Uh, then this, then he made up some BS excuse that he's injured. He's saying I was hitting him before that happened, which I'm not. I'm not an idiot. I, I don't. I get into fights, but I would never fight a six foot something guy wearing 300 pounds. Like that's that's just crazy. Yeah, I know. I know. So I went to the cops and I tried to have him arrested, and the cops were like putting me, telling me, "Look, if you get him arrested, you're getting arrested too." And I'm like, "What? What's going on here?" I said, "What do I live in? Fucking bizarro land?" I know. And they're like, "Yeah, he's claiming you have injuries too, and he wants you to. If if we arrest him, we'll have to arrest you." And and I videotaped the cops and I said, "Look, you tell me not to press charges for an injury, but I'm doing it on the on the, the rest right now because if I do say I'm injured." You guys are going to arrest me with him, you know, and it's it's bizarro, land, bro. It's well, some new shit. Well, I've never seen something like this. I know, I know, but you know, the, the way that we've seen the, the the media outside of citizen journalism, like what, what, I am always happy when I find people like you and your work out there because those are the, the people that I usually trust and follow as a primary source of firsthand. Uh, a witness kind of, uh, 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 you know, reporting. I mean, uh, you don't even put commentary. You're just there with the camera showing people what's going on there. But you, you must take note of this stuff. Obviously, when you start seeing people rough each other up, that's one thing. But other than that, in New York City, to have people confront each other in weird Halloween masks and shit like that, that's, that, that happens all the time. So, yeah. you know, I, that's like par for the course. Anybody watching from, you know, uh, you know, Nebraska, they might think, oh, my gosh, this is really great. But, but that's just New York day to day. What would you say about, what would you say about the, um, the demographics of those for and against it was it mainly older audiences it is a work day or was it a lot of retirees Did a lot of young people uh skip school what, what were you gauging about just the crowd itself it was a mixed crowd frank i'll be honest it's it wasn't one age or the uh, under the other age right when it comes to politics uh, it, it some put their complete minds doesn't matter how old you are hmm. They, they think some of these politicians love us and they're going to do everything for us. And, and it's, they're, they're their gods, right? And they all come out from all different ages. You know, they, they get they get, they get, get brainwashed, bro. And it's not just on the right. It's, on the, it's not just on the left. It's on the left and the right. Look, there are politicians and everything, but you got to understand, sometimes uh, I want you to meet my friend over there. No, no. Oh. no? I, I have one of my inspectors over there. Oh, okay. Well, tell him I said so, hi. I, uh... It, it, it's all different demographics of people that show up to these things. It's not just one age. Okay. Did you did you catch a did you catch a uh, a glimpse of Trump himself? Were you in a good spot to see him get out of the car? Unfortunately, no. I wasn't able to because the, the place was so packed, Frank. It yeah. was so so packed. You, you couldn't move. Uh, but there is pictures of him getting out. I seen his motorcade a little bit, and uh, but that's about it, man. This guy's so so covered. Right, so secured, you can't get close to him, you know. And thank God for it, you know, uh, because yeah, yeah. it's just you know you you, you got to try to glide through all this to get from one pack of crazies to a little bit uh, to another pack of crazies inside of the courtroom. So it's uh it, it must have been an uncomfortable day for him, but but anyway, it's it's great to have people like you on on the ground there. Is there is there anything else that you saw today? 
um, that you'd like to relay, any thoughts that you had along the way that if you were ever going to sit down and put your thoughts to paper or a blog or a vlog, um, what what was your biggest takeaways? What was the, 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 the th- something that, that, any kind of profound thoughts or observations that you want to relay to people from being there in it for essentially 12 hours? Well, I, I was just thinking, like, we're, we're reliving uh, the elections again, right? The, the way both crowds came together again and the way the insanity started again. What went through my mind is, like, are we, are we going to repeat the same nonsense we went through in 2020, right, in, in 2019? And, and that's what – and you got to remember, I covered all that riots and I covered all those protests. And, you know, seeing, seeing both sides come together at, this, at so large of a crowd – it, that's what came to my mind. Like we're starting the circus again, right? The circus is back in town, hmm. right? And I, and I think this was a way to kickstart the circus, you know? Yeah. Did you uh, catch a glimpse of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene? She was the only Congress uh, member of Congress out there, I think, in support. Yeah, I seen her. I seen George Santos. Uh, I seen a few of the guys from the Young Republicans Club. They're really good with me. They're very good guys. They always been always been kind with me. Uh, seen a few politicians that we're other some democrat politicians would walk through do a peek through you know um but that's about it bro she 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 came in and she had to leave right away frank she came in and she was surrounded by multiple people the police really didn't protect her much just like george santos he came in with no security attack was was surrounding him and uh no one, no one's helped. No one cares in New York, bro. Yeah. It seems like to me, if you're on the wrong side of politics, which what I wouldn't say the wrong side of politics, but if you're on the other side other than the right, you don't get too much protection. That's no. what it seems like. You get you get a little bit of a chuckle, like oh look what look what you got yourself into now. You get a little bit more of that. Uh, I I know that sentiment right there. I know. Yeah, like here's the thing: the, the left can get away with more than the right here, right? If if it was if it was a, a left. Democrat politician, I guarantee you security have been all over him. But since it's a Republican politician, they pretty much said, uh, let the crowd eat them alive. Well, you know what? You bring up a great point because the only reason why you're out there having to cover something like this right now is because Donald Trump is a uh, is a an untamable uh, fragment of opposition that they are not used to. Uh, they're not used to facing, and it's it's just this would not happen to anybody else, Republican or Democrat. It's a it's a very it's a very customized situation and and uh, I think that that's, that what you just said right there applies to um, most aspects of this this day and and of course the months that are going to happen because now I, I read that uh, the earliest trial date would be January of 2024 so it's it's, it's a show Frank it's a show it doesn't end no and you're going to be I can't even imagine I just said as a, in the opening. The rest of this year, I mean, we're only a quarter, you know, a little bit more than a quarter away the rest of this year, but you are going to have one hell of a 2024, man. You're going to have one hell of a year next year. Frank, I'm hoping I'm going to retire by then. I, I got, I got, I, I want to be on Florida with a pet monkey smoking a nice fat joint. Yes. Hanging out. <laughs> this is great. This is good. You know, by 2020. But if not, if that doesn't happen, then I'll be here and, and something you footage and everything so well before you go down to florida you got to come by the studio up here and hang out for a night especially yes for sure let me know when i'll come hang out with you let's smoke a joint you got it leroy have a great night thank you so much for the call and uh this will be the the the, 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 i mean it's not the first this will be there'll be many more of this coming up and keep up the great work
Honey, I got them ready. There was like Thank you, Frank. Thank follow. you. And just have people follow me. Like, if they want to go on uh, my my uh, my Telegram, it's Viral News NYC, and my Instagram is Leroy Press. Two E's in the Leroy. Got you. I have Viral News NYC up on the screen right now, but I'll make sure I get it out there a little bit more. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it, bro. All right. Take care. You got it. God bless. Uh, God bless. You got. You got. Both. All right. So there you go. There is Leroy. Leroy Press out there in New York. So, um, I, if it was, if I went live a little bit earlier, I'm sure we would have been right in the middle of the crowd right there. But uh, everybody's going home. They are, uh, they're a little bit late. Everybody's late for their Stover's macaroni and cheese and a rerun of Jeopardy. So that's what they're doing tonight. Again, let's get into, let's get into the nitty gritty of some of these details because we don't have too much time here. Uh, Trump scowling, booked, fingerprinted, but no mugshot. A stony-faced former president, Donald Trump, snubbed reporters and walked silently into the courtroom. What was he supposed to do? Jumping jacks? Being fingerprinted in process at New York's New York criminal court Tuesday afternoon while a reporter could be heard beckoning the ex-president over, the, over to journalists. Trump silently walked by them with a scowl on his face. He had his lawyer, Joe Tecapina, with him, along with aides Jason Miller and Boris Epstein. Epstein. Efsitin. He was headed into the formal arraignment where he'll learn the specific charges that have been under seal since he was indicted on Thursday, a historical first. And it was all this bookkeeping stuff. So, I mean, you, this is the, big, the bigger story right here. While that was all going on, Stormy Daniels loses again. This is from Western Journal. Around 2 o'clock p.m. this afternoon, Eastern Time. Court of Appeals awards Donald Trump over $600,000 in Stormy Daniels' defamation suit. (laughs) Again! The Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals reportedly has ordered adult, adult film star Stormy Daniels to pay former President Donald Trump an additional $121,000 in attorney fees on Tuesday. That amount was on top of the over $500,000 the court had already directed her to pay, according to Trump attorney Harmit Dillon. Quote, congratulations to President Trump on his final attorney fee victory in his favor this morning. Collectively, our our firm obtained over $600,000 in attorney fee awards in his favor in the meritless litigation initiated by Stormy Daniels, who is going to be straddling that stripper pole until she's 93. She better stay limber. Trump's son, Eric Trump, also tweeted, the Ninth Circuit just awarded Trump $121,962.56 in attorney fees from Stormy Daniels. The order just released. This is in addition to the roughly $500,000 she already owes him. This is on. Talk about just... It's, it's just incredible news. <laughs> just... Just to balance this all out. So for those of you who have have been following along loosely or not at all, you have this crossing of paths that Stormy Daniels and Donald Trump have back in like 2006. Something like that. There is a relationship or a non-relationship, whatever. There's some kind of a, there's something is being contested about what is or is not in their past. Anyway, an NDA is struck up. 
in 2016, a non-disclosure agreement, very common, people write them up all the time, nothing illegal about having an NDA with somebody, and there is a payoff of about $130,000. So she will go away and be quiet and be bound um, by law, by contract law, not to talk about anything of what they did. Now, she, uh, who knows what was going on before that? She was probably trying to extort him or whatever. Either, either way, she signs, he signs. This was not, this was not Don Vito and Luca Brazzi putting a, a gun to her head and saying, either your signature or your brains are going to be on that contract. She signed it, she took the money, and everything was hunky-dory for a while. That's, of course, until she breaks the contract and goes public anyway because she is a worthless tramp. And this is her last shot at fame, no doubt about it. So he sues her for breaching the contract. He wins. That's what it is. And all this Michael Cohen nonsense completely gets thrown out of the way. The feds are not even touching it. He's a liar. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a fraudster, especially with the taxi medallion stuff. It's all nonsense. And they say, well, well, I mean, he, he, he was a, he was a bag man. Yeah, yeah, okay. He, he paid her on behalf of, of Trump. But the whole thing here is, was it about election interference? Did it come out of campaign funds? Which there's, no. I mean, there's nobody's even talking about that. Everybody is just trying to paint this picture of, he wanted her to go away and paid her money. Because if people knew about it, they wouldn't have voted for him. Therefore, it's election interference. But nobody gives a shit about a porn star from 2006, especially when he's up against a fucking Clinton. We're talking about rape and murder here. So it's just, this is where it's gone. And, and, and we have heard nothing about this for nearly seven years now. So seven years later... After 2016, 2000, whatever, we, we have this morbidly obese district, district attorney in New York where you have to literally go on a murder spree to be kept in jail more than an evening, all right? He goes and he upgraded bookkeeping misdemeanors, saying that it was lawyer fees that all the installments he paid to, to Stormy Daniels was lawyer fees when really it was it was being paid to her, and, and it was miscategorized. So this uh, this DA goes and upgrades all these bookkeeping misdemeanors surrounding the Stormy Daniels payoff to felonies and is now hoping that there are enough loons in the jury over here in New York that will believe that this was all about deceiving American voters more than it was about sparing Trump's wife embarrassment. That's, what, that's, that's where we are right now. And, and the day that he is arraigned, she is ordered to pay another $121,000 for breaking a completely legitimate contract. So, I mean, it's, it's just, uh, that's just it. And I guess it's not really even about whether or not they can find a jury to believe that this was all about election interference instead of, you know, maintaining some... Uh, you know, personal dignity in the eyes of, you know, you have a, a family problem, you have an extramarital affair, potentially, allegedly, and uh, and whatever. And you just don't want that to be public with everything else that's going on. So um, it's not even about belief, I don't think. I think it's more so about they know that if they have just enough people in this jury who understand the history of the moment, 
that they can be the they can be one of the few who actually sent him to jail for as i said before what could be as much as two life sentences that's really what it's all about and those propagandized democrat types man boy they have been waiting a long time that whole seven years and more for that ever elusive orgasm that the media has been teasing them with, with one bullshit story after another. And today, the diabetic Alvin Bragg massaged their prostates just a little bit, and it must have felt great. Just a little bit with those sausage fingers of his. Just incredible. But um, but there's but let's get into some of this stuff. Let's get into some of the stuff I have here. We already saw Leroy Press getting. Uh, pushed around a little bit. What's this one? Um, here you go. This is from the Citizen Free Press. This, I think uh, Savannah Hernandez is the one that shot this footage. They said it's a madhouse in Manhattan. This was earlier on in the day, so this is when everybody really just had, they were, uh, you know, had a caffeine high. They were really getting it. All the, 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 a lot of the signs, Trump arrested, finally, Trump arrested, finally, finally, get a lot of that. You got a lot of signs, no one's above the law. Of course, it's all women over the age of 65. It's also a good day to remind ourselves that we live among battalions of mindless animals. And unless you have you take care in preparing and planning for the future for yourself, these people will eventually pull you down with it. These are these are the people who are uh, th- these are the people who flood the lifeboats. Okay? They flood the lifeboats and they, they capsize the lifeboats because they at the end they they want to be let on. Anybody who gets pulled into something like this and thinks that this is that uh, any kind of a a hunt for a man like Donald Trump in this fashion is going to be beneficial on a wide uh, on a wide scale those are dangerous people not not that they'll that they'll they'll harm you in any physical way but they're dangerous people because they have no sense of direction and they have very bad poor decision making and they can't really um they can't think figure anything out and also, you see how here, here's another one. Here's a guy saying that, uh, he, that Marjorie Taylor Greene is coming to the city, so we bought some whistles to hand out to people to drown her out. Isn't it, how democratic is that? Listen to this. Sir, can I ask what those are for? Um, so we hear that Marjorie Taylor Greene is coming to the city um, right here, so we brought some whistles to hand out to people to drown her out with some noise. You've got some whistles to drown her out. So that's just, that's so, you know, I know what we'll do. We'll buy some whistles. We'll drown her out. How democratic. Again, that was from Savannah Hernandez. So you just, just think, think about it. I mean, this is why I, I look at this and I get lost in thought a little bit. And then I start getting sick to my stomach and I have to go on and out and do something else and change the scenery up a little bit. And I, then I. I endeavor to find another angle to cover stories like this so you and I don't have a bad time every night. What's a new angle? What's a fresh angle? What's a, what's a question? What's a theme that I can extract from this and we can turn it into something a little bit more, yeah, I don't know, soul-serving? 
But you see how easy it is for them to steal elections now, right? You can see how easy it is for them to steal elections in broad daylight. This is why they can do it. People like this, these battalions of stupid people. I, I mean, they can do anything. Every, all, oh, everyone needs to be on the same page, see things the same. They have to have the same kind of values and morals. If everybody's on the same page and they have some kind of a core, there's something that ties us all together even though we live lives as individuals and we have different traditions for, as you know in our different regions and family lineage, oh, all that stuff. What ties us all together? We don't have that anymore. If we did, then every then they wouldn't be able to commit these types of crimes because we would all be solid on the things that we know do not serve us, things that are absolutely hypocritical, and we would we would know that taking a side in a in a in a uh, you know this 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 hypocritical kind of uh, and it's not even just it's not even whataboutism because nothing's even even there's nothing even about this. The stuff that they're doing to Donald Trump, who is essentially just a reflection of, of what is done to us in little tiny ways all the time, how we have, a, re- we have uh, a government without representation that does whatever they want and they take from us knowing that we will not be able to resist without there being serious consequences for ourselves and our families. It's the same thing. It's a mirrored image. You know, it's not like, well, I mean... Uh, Hillary Clinton had uh, had uh, accounting errors too, and nobody. But no, no, no. We're talking about major, major deals for uranium. We're talking about employing the FBI, employing British uh, British spies, and everything to be able to affect the 2016 election. We, we're talking about actually working with the bureaucracy spy on people and then working with the same bureaucracy that you committed the initial crimes with to create cover-ups afterwards and and media distractions afterwards Donald Trump doesn't have that kind of that kind of pull he doesn't have that kind of sway he knows how to call attention to himself of that media he knows that you know all any kind of coverage is better than none so he creates a little bit of a lightning rod effect over there but he doesn't direct direct them the way that uh, Hillary Clinton actually—I mean—we're talking about the, the the magnitude of the crimes. There's not there's not even any whataboutism here. It's just it's just incredible. But these people, the whistleblowers, the people who show up to try to drown out Marjorie Taylor Greene, and that was their good deed for the day. This is the reason why. They're able to do anything. We are a body at war with itself. We have cultural autoimmune disorder. There will always be half of the country holding the other half at bay while the most blatantly obvious crimes are being committed at this point, both at home and abroad. You know, I mean, really think about how impressive it was to not only orchestrate the COVID lockdowns from coast to coast, but to simultaneously manage a fake civil rights side quest in 2020 all culminating with January 6th in that, in that black mass inauguration. That's very impressive stuff. Very impressive. And it can only be done because roughly half of the country has no conscience left. They have nothing left, and they like the brutality. They like the brutality. They like the torment. They like to see, they like to see their opposition feeling uncomfortable. That is it. There's no actually there's no actual examining of what's going on there. 
and how it is more uh, how the themes involved in any situation is more universally applied to everyone that they don't have a pass when when the when the uh, the chickens come home to roost they don't have a pass in any of this shit they're not going to be turned into generals in the new army my gosh so there you go and you know you know I, I good for Marjorie Taylor Greene for even being there for a couple of minutes because where the hell is everyone else you know you get this you get a random transgender leftist goes out there and kills children in Tennessee and there is suddenly an invasion of the state capital of Tennessee by leftists they're the ones who are demonstrating swooping in to make the issue about guns and trans rights this is the red state of Tennessee. Whether they they live there and they're just hiding or they're being bussed in, that is the kind of action that is required and is just expected on the left. Tennessee, you have a nut that goes and kills children and they occupy the state capital to talk about guns and trans rights. That is incredible. Can you imagine if, say, Barack Obama was arrested for any of his war crimes? Not, not bookkeeping violations, mind you. War crimes. Can you imagine if he was arrested in Tennessee or something like that? Who do you think would show up then? Every member of Congress, for one, regardless of, uh, of, uh, of a party. Mitch McConnell would be dressed in drag to show solidarity for Barack Obama if he was ever arrested. So this is just, um, it's just constant reminders. Constant reminders that we are, in fact, John the Savage from Brave New World. So I'm so happy that we had Leroy on with us. All right, let's take a really, really quick break. Really quick break, not so much an intermission, but a quick break and we come back and we'll have a couple more minutes. I have a few more clips that I want to watch with you. And then uh, that'll be that. Don't go anywhere and share, in, in fact, share this out far and wide so people enjoy the last 25 minutes or so. BRB. What's that smell? Oh, that would be me. I've been swimming in raw sewage. I love it. I love it. You're listening quite frankly. Japanese manufacturers, Toyota and Mazda, in China we also announced $250 billion worth in trade investment deals that will create jobs in the United States. Amazing thing about snakes is that they reproduce spontaneously. What do you mean? They have both male and female sex organs. That's why somebody you don't trust, you call a snake. How can you trust a guy who can literally 
go fuck themselves. With geologists. Don't you think that expression will come from the Adam and Eve story? When the snake tempted Eve to bite the apple? Hey, snakes were fucking themselves long before Adam and Eve showed up to Okay. I have to get a lot I have to get a lot of new fresh uh, sopranos clips. All the little things. All the little things. All right. So there's this guy blew the whistle. Take a look at this. You know, this is why I wanted to do yesterday. Um, Monday night I wanted to talk about the evolution of cults and serial killers and and just the way that the culture fizzles and what happens at home affects people and how those people are are accepted and, and given purpose by larger and more influential cult leaders whether they be someone like a Jim Jones or an Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez it doesn't matter it is very it is very religious and you see what's going on with the struggle for purpose. Take a listen to this. Take a look at this. Hold on a second. Here's another one um, from, I think this is from TPUSA today. I don't even know what's happening here. Um, s- people screaming about racism and xenophobia. Propaganda is really Fascism, 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 Fascism. Does that ever come to your Fascism, mind? The amount of propaganda that you spread, the amount of racism that you spread, all you gotta do is look at Instagram, all you gotta do is look at Instagram and see some of the comments that are coming from there. Okay, so you see, you see, what they're doing to autistic children alone is criminal. This guy and probably the, the lesbian girl before with the bulging veins, she's probably autistic as well, but this guy is, no, no doubt about it. Look, I mean, just in distress, completely driven. Com- co- uh, I completely indoctrinated. Watch, the listen, look. Ugh. It's, I don't know, man. I, I mean, it doesn't make, sometimes I can laugh it off better than others. Other times I'm just so, I'm disturbed on behalf of them because they don't know. They, they, they just don't know. Uh, here's another one for you. Just, it's just madness. It's just absolute madness. Here's another one for you. This girl, she shared this TikTok and it, it got around, and I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you because I think it goes into what I just showed you now, and again, more what we spoke about last night. Here's at least one person who knows that there's something wrong with them. There's something going on with the conditioning of what, what's going on um, and how why they see everything as racist and why they are so triggered. And, and, and I, I'm really... I'm surprised and I'm impressed 
and I'm hopeful for at least this person because they seem more conscious than most. Obviously, the others are lost in the role that they have been born into and they have been trained into. But uh, look at the struggle uh, with this girl. And I, man, I I wish I, I was able to have a direct line to people like this who are in this phase. You can't talk to the people that were screaming about fascist xenophobia nonsense with the the bulging veins and all that stuff. You can't. You got to go somewhere else. That's like you can't talk to them. But this one, this is something different. Listen to this. I'm such a defensive, miserable bitch, and I'm so tired of like ruining everybody else's time with my attitude every time that we go somewhere because everything fucking feels racist to me everything feels racist everywhere we go and i hate going places and there being like no other minorities there and so everything around me feels like a fucking microaggression everything around me feels like triggering i can't go anywhere like if i go somewhere and there's too many american flags around i'm defensive and now i'm getting scared like when the crowd last night and the crowd is chanting usa usa now i'm starting to panic and it's like other people are fine other people are cool you know it, the situation is what it is but not to me to me it's so triggering and so like i'm uncomfortable and then i make everyone around me uncomfortable and I need to figure out, like, why. I, I, I'll, I'll be praying for this one. She's, she's very close. I'll be praying for this one. I really will be. And this is the conditioning. This is the, and if you've been reading Brave New World with us, if you're part of the book club, if you're just a monthly subscriber and you chose to read book club, because, you know, everybody has access to that if you're a monthly subscriber, then you know what we're talking about right now with the conditioning in the hatcheries. This this young lady over here has been conditioned since she was in the hatchery. I actually have the book over here because I have to start raffling it off soon. We're all done with it. I'm going to be raffling off my, my copy. Um, that, was in, that was in the first two chapters the hatcheries and the 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 pre oh, uh, no 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 it's chapter two infant nurseries neo pavlovian pavlovian conditioning so pretty much trauma this is when um this is when they go and they're following the director around in all of the 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 hatcheries and the the conditioning areas so they have they go in the decanting rooms where they have all of the you know, the, the, the people that are being grown inside of their tubes. There is no mother. There is no father anymore. They have found a way to completely stabilize society. And then they get on into the infant conditioning. And, and this is just, this is nuts. This is the, I mean, this is the chapter where you see how they condition them for promiscuous uh, sexual behavior with each other at young, young, young ages to make sure that interpersonal relationships that that last and produce strong families and all that stuff are destroyed. You got to read this. I'm telling you, you got to read. It's a depressing read. <laughs> There's no bright spots, but still, where is it? Now turn them so they can see the flowers in the books. They bring in the eight-month-old babies over here the eight-month-old babies, and they start showing them. They put flowers and books 
down on the floor and they let then the babies just they they start gravitating store uh, toward flowers and books these pretty blooming flowers and books where they can't read at that point at eight months but when the books open up they the, the letters they glow they turn different colors they're very vibrant and attractive but it's really just the imagery of a book and anything that has to do with n nature and being outside, anything that is natural to us that we're drawn to. And the babies are always so, um, so drawn to it at first. And then the head nurse who was standing by the switchboard at the other end of the room pressed down a little lever. There was a violent explosion, shriller and even shriller, and a siren shrieked, alarm bells madding, maddening, maddeningly loud. They sounded all over the place. The children started screaming. Their faces were distorted with terror. And now the director shouted, now we proceed to rub in the lesson with a mild electric shock. He waved his hand and the head nurse pressed the second lever. The screaming of the baby suddenly changed its tone. There was something desperate, almost insane about the sharp spasmodic yelps to which they now gave utterance. Their little bodies twitched and stiffened. Their limbs moved jerkily as if to tug of unseen wires. And why do they do this? Because then they offer them the flowers and the books again. The nurses obeyed, but at the approach of the roses, at the mere sight of those gaily colored images, the infants shrank away in horror, the volume of their howling suddenly increased. You get the point. This young lady over here, along with many other millions, they have been conditioned in this same way to shriek at the sight of USA chance to shriek at the sight of red, white, and blue. Um, they have been given uh, post cold war uh, nonsense about Russia and Putin and everything else, Donald Trump, anything that has to do with uh, original American constitutional intent. It's a serious, serious thing. And it's really great to see some of them at least get to the point where they, they're like, this does not feel natural to be this repulsed by people around me who are not a threat, who are having a good time. But I feel as if I can't be a part of that because you've been conditioned to say that all the things around you that you see that are actually good, they are only there because somewhere down the line, your family members were enslaved and destroyed and... We hate you, and all, I mean, it's it's a it's a sick, sick trauma cycle that is that is imposed on people daily, and uh, whereas this happens, it happens to other people in different ways. The media does this to uh, men and women of all generations that still tune into the television every night. Anybody who goes to the TV for their news, you can't really talk to them about what we talk about. Uh, that would take, you know, the condition, the deconditioning that they would have to go through to even understand what we're talking about some nights. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. So I, I hope that this girl is reintroduced to the beauty of flowers and books. And I... Uh, I hope that she finds people like Chris Ann Hall, who will be on tomorrow night. I hope she, I hope she finds happiness. I, I really hope so. Um, and then while all this stuff is going on, it's the last thing I'll say. Our friend of the show, Jose Vega, who was on not too long ago, you remember we were talking about um, Lyndon LaRouche and his protesting 
Uh, well, well, he and some friends were able to confront Nancy Pelosi, who I did not know is in New York right now. Nancy Pelosi is in New York, and he and a few other friends reminded her that she admitted that there were no weapons of mass destruction, told her that the financial system is collapsing because of her, and that she is going to make Taiwan the next Ukraine. Take a listen to this. So this is, this is also something that, that makes me inspired, that there's people like Jose out there, too. You know, Pelosi, that's a very good place for you in the depths of hell, because there's so many- She said, so for those of you in podcast land who can't read the, the, the subtitles, you have a very bad obsession of getting us into war. And he said, that's a very good place for you, the depths of hell. I guess she had just previously made a comment about hell. So here's all Jose's friends, one after another, getting kicked out. Why didn't you admit that there was no WMDs in Iraq? And you look at uh, the, the old octogenarian crowd, all of them at least 67 to 78 years old. Over there, the same kind of people who were probably outside holding up signs about no one's above the law as they're sitting there listening to Nancy Pelosi, who has enriched herself on the stock market because of her position in the government and then changed laws to make it so that <laughs> nothing could happen to them. This is, this, is, this is the kind of elitism and the tone deafness that it has really destroyed us and has personified an entire generation, which is Nancy Pelosi's generation especially. You lied us into a war with Iraq. You got us into invading Afghanistan. Why don't you tell the truth about Nord Stream, as people call him an asshole? Why did we destroy Nord Stream? You're leaving millions of Germans without energy. You have a knack of getting... You're leaving millions of Germans without energy. People like you should be arrested. Meanwhile, down the street, they're throwing 34, 34 elevated misdemeanor uh, uh, d- 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 bookkeeping violations at Donald Trump to make sure that he can't run against whatever corpse they throw out there for 24. Hey, Congresswoman! Now here's Jose. I came to see a warmonger, but you're a sad old drunk. <laughs> what happened? Get out. When you went to Get Taiwan, were you looking for Get Ukraine? Did we blow up the Nord Stream on accident or on purpose? Did you know about that? Aren't you supposed to be part of the indictment tomorrow? You're a war criminal by definition, Miss Pelosi. You got some nerve. Is that why you're here in Manhattan? Is that why you're here? Because you're getting indicted tomorrow, you goddamn war criminal? How many people have died in your fucking name? How, how many people have died because of Iraq? All of you forgot about Iraq? Iran, Libya, Syria. Yeah, there you go. There's the smirking faces. There. Look at that bloated bitch. Look at look at this look at this old this old crow over here. Look at this guy. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy, this guy over there with their masks. This is the, that's the generation that really fucked this country. And you know when we were talking again last night that we were talking about um the hippie movement and of course the cults of the age and what happened when all those hippies that were helping push the the counterculture 
the CIA-directed counterculture movements along. What were they doing? Well, many of them had their hearts in the right places. They're talking about, you know, speaking truth to power, you know, being pacifists, not wanting to go to war for no reasons, especially to just enrich the state. But then, of course, they started seeing that uh, in this new agey kind of spiritualist movement that was coming up, there was a lot of murder. There was a lot of rape. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of really bad stuff that was going on there. People were losing their minds, and they just kind of cleaned up. And the old hippies just became yuppies. They be- they they cleaned up. They became yuppies, and they became the old uh, Democrats that we all grew up with when we were kids in the '90s. That there they are right there. There is the old there's the old hippies, who are now calling the real pacifists the people who want. I mean, m- me and, and, and Jose. I know that once we get down and start talking um, talking uh, nuts and bolts about our beliefs and stuff, I'm sure we're going to be on opposite sides of the universe with some stuff. But we are there for free speech, and we are there for true uh, non-interventionism and, and avoiding war. Look at these old, washed-up hippies. That's what, they, that, that's what they used to aspire to be, and now they're calling... Now they're calling the new youth who actually have a couple of good ideas that could save all of our fucking lives. They're calling them assholes as they get, they, as they get, they get dragged out of the room by the man. Oh my gosh. Dodd-Frank was always never going to work. We need Glass-Steagall. He's talking about $600 trillion in derivatives and Glass-Steagall and the, and the failures of Dodd-Frank. Really important things. And what do you have? You have a room full of old, crusty twats who are essentially blowing their whistles so we don't hear, so we don't hear the, the nuttiness coming out of these people. Incredible. Incredible. Incredible, the bootlicking. So, um, yeah, a lot, lot happened in New York today. A lot was going, lots been going on in New York the last couple of days. Oh man. Oh boy. But anyway, hopefully we can just concentrate the rest of the week on just the, the lead up to Easter. Hopefully we can just do that. All right. Let me get to some super chats and then we are off for the night. Boys Blanc. Thank you for the cookie. Sean Joe, thank you. Curious Patriot says, sup, Frankie, what's going on? And then sent a whole bunch of other cookies. Thank you, Boyce Block. Again, Jesse81138. And Sean Joe, there at the end. Uh, what's going on over here? Did I miss anything on Rumble? We're broadcasting, right? Is the Rumble chat not there? There's nothing in the Rumble chat. That's very weird. That's very strange. So I don't know if there's Rumble rants because I don't even see anybody in the in the general admission chat. So I'm sorry about that. Uh, Stostube on quitefranklysuperchat.com. Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, Booze Fighter Ahab says, best t-shirt ever. Much love. Thank you. Came from a friend. It was a Christmas present from a friend. KT Sky D says, hey now, I've got a big head too. 
The bigger the head, the bigger the brain. That's what they told me. I would tell my mom about all the 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 uh, the girls that were giving me problems about my head. And she's like, they just like you, Frankie. It's like, well, yeah. Well, you know what? It doesn't feel very good. You would think that girls liking you would feel a little bit more exciting than this hell. So I don't know what the hell that was going through their stupid brains. <laughs> I'm totally over it, by the way. I have I have I've let go of all of that. There's, there's I'm, I'm over it. I'm fine. I look at me. I've done, I've done very well for myself. <laughs> I really just wanted to dip, tip you because you rule so hard, but bobble-headed people unite. Thank you, KT. That's very nice of you. Very nice of you all. Thank you. So those of you out there who also have big heads, hats off to you. Although, like I said, I believe I grew into mine. Uh, my head, the size it is now, just envision it on a, a fifth grader, a, a very lanky, rail-thin fifth grade body. And that's, that, that was the issue. That was the problem. It was an issue at a time. But I, uh, that's all I got tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I, I just wanted to leave you with a little bit of an update. Things that are going on. Tomorrow night we'll have Chris Ann Hall. Show up for the first half, we'll talk a little shop, and then in the second half, we'll take some of your calls and, and have a good time. I would also really like to encourage you all to go and check out this little ditty from October 22nd of 2020. I think it is also very relevant. It's on quitefrankly.tv, the blog section. This whole website, by the way, is going to have a very exciting update to its appearance and, uh, and everything in the next couple of days. So be on the lookout. It's going, to, it's going to make for a very cozy viewing experience on QuiteFrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole. But this was written by John Carroll in October of 2020, Awakening the Unwitting Agents of the Matrix. In a recent Quite Frankly segment called The Psychological Profile of a Death Cult, we examined an incredible document submitted by a fan of the show named Solomon. It's a 1993 police training manual written by Galen Hurst, Ph.D., and Robert Marsh to assist law enforcement investigations involving the occult. It's no secret by now that many of the global elite are members of cults that practice black magic and worship the unholy, but this manual might actually help us identify a much larger cult whose sheer size allows it to remain mostly incognito. Exactly what we're talking about tonight. Why is all this stuff able to, be ha to happen in such blatant public ways? It's because they have indoctrinated a sufficient amount of the population who will always be that levy upon which the waves break. You know, the, 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 the people inside of the Nancy Pelosi gathering right there who boo while people who actually have something legitimate to say are dragged out like lunatics. That's why this is able to keep going on. In the segment, Frank observed that there's a plenty, uh, plenty of people uh, out, on out there. This is a quote of, of me. This, they're quoting me now. There's plenty of people out there that have been indoctrinated into a cult and they don't even know it. I don't think that every last person is, uh, that is rioting in Seattle and Portland and demonstrating in New York City and Chicago and Baltimore and Louisville and everywhere else, I don't think that they all went and said their vows and made a pledge to anything, but they have definitely given themselves over to something. 
They have allowed other people to instruct them, and they have been initiated into this. That observation falls right in line with the manual's definition of destructive religious cults. This is all from 1993, police manual. And uh, I think that you should all go and read it. I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. Although the band is not here right now, so let's read a little bit together. And then as soon as they walk through the door, I'll wrap it up. Here's the first one, destructive cult defined. Exactly how is a destructive religious cult defined? The DRC is any group which uses psychological manipulation to impair, destroy, or make captive an individual's freedom of thought or reasoning abilities. This is done with the hidden purpose of promoting wealth, power, and vanity of charismatic cult leaders. Ooh. The recruitment practice is usually deceptive and the victim enters the cult without informed consent. Cult leaders demand blind faith in their teachings, restrict the the freedom of their followers, and direct them to engage in criminal activity. So recall from the political ponderology that we did before on this show how the pathological established control by creating a shadow government in which, quote, the apparent power structure reflected in public titles and formal possessions positions may bear little relationship to the actual power structure. They are, quote, a very small minority of quizzling magicians, as Frank said in an August podcast, who have only ever used the power of media and Hollywood to maintain control. The manual goes on to outline manipulation tactics used by cult leaders to maintain control, and countless examples of those tactics can be found in our media. There's isolation. Isolation is the loss of reality induced by physical separation from society and rational reverence. That's also isolation from your family, your family history, your country history. Look, there you go. All the all the stay home. Five simple steps for safer socializing. Hypnosis. The state of high suggestibility induced by hypnosis often thinly disguised as meditation. Metacommunication. Subliminal messages implanted by stressing certain keywords or phrases in long, confusing lectures. That's all we have, our buzzwords and phrases. We can see the ones that they adopt month by month. Extremely dangerous to our democracy. That's, that's the one. Confusing doctrine. Complex lectures on incomprehensible doctrine encourage rejection of logic and blind acceptance. That would have to be trans. Very confusing. Nobody can define it. Nobody can define it. But men can suddenly be pregnant, though, if you ask doctors. Doctors. They'll tell you that. Rejection of old values. That is another way of uh, initiating initiation into the cult. Acceptance of new lifestyle accelerated by constantly denouncing former values and beliefs. There you go. There's the white culture in the United States that was put up inside of the uh, Smithsonian. And there's a, uh, a wonderful uh, little article on the right. Women are happier without children or a spouse, says happiness expert, who has probably since uh, hung himself. Changing of diet. Changing of diet is a big thing for entering the cult. Disorientation and increased susceptibility to emotional arousal achieved by depriving the nervous system of necessary nutrients through the use of low-protein, childlike food. So here are a few examples in the media, New York Times and elsewhere. Eating less meat essential to curb climate change, report says. And why aren't we eating more insects? Controlled approval. Vulnerability and confusion maintained by alternatively, uh, alternately rewarding and punishing similar actions. 
Headline, I'm a Toronto sex worker. Here's why I find my job empowering. Another headline, there's nothing empowering about sex work on OnlyFans. So it's just, what, what, what is it? And here's the end of it. It must be emphasized that this manual wasn't compiled to expose the tactics of ordinary cult, but a satanic cult. If people refuse to believe in magic or spirits, it won't make those things not exist. The witches in Brooklyn will probably be happy to explain why they aren't LARPing, but we rarely get so lucky as to be entreated with the major social influencers spilling the spiritual beans. I would argue the Black Lives Matter movement is one of the largest psyops perpetrated in 2020, second only to COVID-19 pandemic. In another quite frankly segment called Trump Explores the Dark Shadows and BLM Explores Witchcraft, BLM co-founder Patrice Cullors was caught making some eyebrow-raising claims about the movement's power. Cullors said on tape, quote, I'm calling for spirituality to, deep, to be deeply radical. We are not just having a social justice movement. This is a spiritual movement. Aware of the gravity of the subject, she continued, quote, Maybe I'm sharing too much, but we've become very intimate with the spirits that we call on regularly, end quote. A hashtag, Colors added, is literally almost resurrecting a spirit so they can work through us. So when people are encouraged to use certain hashtags, they are digitally putting their energy into what that sigil, the hashtag being the sigil. When BLM supporters gather in the street, she explains the names of the dead must be said aloud because, quote, and these are all quotes, we listened to this on the air in 2020, you kind of invoke that spirit, and then those spirits actually become present with you. They're witches. Uh, let's see here. They, uh, and then finally, we have this. Philosopher Rudolf Steiner can help us understand why BLM's work, in addition to burning down cities and assaulting their opponents, is so spiritually destructive. In the Quite Frankly episode, Mystics, Prophets, and Transhumanists, Steiner was quoted as saying, quote, there are beings in the spiritual realm whom anxiety and fear emanating from human beings offer welcome food. When humans have no anxiety and fear, then these creatures starve. If fear and anxiety radiates from people and they break out in panic, then these creatures find welcome nutrition and they become more and more powerful, end quote. So how can we fight back? And this is the last thing that I'll leave you with for tonight. Instead of delving into theology, we can simply turn to Hollywood for a primer on spiritual warfare. Despite the evil that, can, that guides those storytellers, they are still bound by karma to show us the truth. And one of my favorite lessons about the nature of dark versus life can, light can be found in Star Wars. Same, same with me. At the climax of, the mo of, the, of most lightsaber duels, the Sith and the Jedi lock sabers and find themselves close enough to speak face to face. The Sith will often compliment the Jedi and his skills, but explain that his power is still nascent. Give in to your feelings, the Sith will, will implore. Unleash your anger. This is always a mistake, as seen when Anakin charged at Count Dooku in the blundering rage and lost his arm. Even in the event the Jedi gives in and still wins the battle, he will inevitably lose the war for his soul. Thus, the Jedi ultimately wins with restraint. He wins with self-control. He wins by making the tough decision to do what's right instead of the easy decision to do what feels good. The light is always stronger than the darkness, and by rejecting the temptation of greater temporal power, he wins by increasing his spiritual power. It is indeed a very formidable temporal power that's present, but only the increase in spiritual power can give the Jedi the vision, the wisdom, needed to restore balance to the Force. Vader was correct when he told Luke, only your hatred can destroy me, 
but Luke would grow to understand that his goal wasn't to destroy Vader at all. It was to bring him back to the light. And that's what he did in Return of the Jedi, which as you all know, the Jedi who returned was Vader. It was Anakin. It was the return of Anakin at the end who de defeated the Emperor to save his son. Beautiful. So do with that uh, what you will. And I will talk to you tomorrow, 7 o'clock. Thank you for everything, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, that is all. Good night. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is film before a live studio audience. And now, our super chatters. Starting with... Revolutions is happy belated birthday, Frank. Well, thank you so much, Rev. Thank you, Stostoom. Thank you, Booze Fighter Ahab and KT Sky D. Thank you to all my friends on Rumble, even though I didn't see many of you. And uh, to all of my great friends over on Theta, on QuiteFrankly.tv, on Twitch, on DLive, on YouTube, on Odyssey, and Rockfin. Tomorrow is another day. Thank you for tonight.